There is a thin veil that protects humanity from the horrors and darkness of the other. Within the other lives everything that our minds can bring to imagination. Or maybe it is not imagination at all, and just a thinly veiled reality that our mind cannot believe to be true. The veil is the will of humanity to protect the innocent from the dangerous and the horrible. A pursuit to ensure that the darkness of the other does not consume the world. The vanguard are those who uphold the veil, who know the truth of the horrors and fight it every day to protect the innocent. They must ensure that the balance is maintained in the darkness held at bay. We are the vanguard of the veil. Welcome, everyone, to another session of the Vanguard of the Veil, a Monster of the Week actual play podcast powered by the Apocalypse System. I am your keeper, Fred, and my pronouns are he, him. And joining with us today, Josh. Hi, it's me, Josh. I play uh, Spin, and our pronouns are he, him. Steph. Hi, I'm Steph. I play Artemisia, and our pronouns are she, her. Matthew. Hi, everybody. I play uh, Dr. Gunderson, and our pronouns are he, him. Alex. Uh, hi, I'm Alex. I play Deandra. My pronouns are anything, and her pronouns are she, her. And special guest star, Zach. Hi, I play Gregarious the Gargoyle, a.k.a. Skip. Our pronouns are both he, him. All right. Matthew, it's been a couple of weeks. But can you take us back and tell us what happened? Uh, yes, and... <laughs> On the last episode of Vanguard of the Veil, as the police show up at the murder site that we were investigating, the team scoots to uh, avoid getting apprehended or have to answer some really weird questions. Uh, back at the lab, Dr. Uh, Gunderson investigates the CD player found at the scene, and the team interrogates football player Thomas Bubba Sawyer. He f we find out that he got the uh, CD player from Jess, who's a goth girl. Uh, and uh, it probably summoned a demon... And the shadows that we saw are likely imps, but there's probably something bigger afoot. Uh, Deandra investigates her sources to determine that the next event will be tomorrow or the next day at a karaoke party. The team takes the opportunity to uh, prepare themselves for this and that uh, and Deandra finds out that likely a banishment spell could defeat the curse of the CD. The, uh, yeah, so the team heads to The Coos, which is the name of the club at the gas station, <laughs> to find that one DJ Pauly D is DJing that night. Uh, and to the team's surprise, as soon as they arrive, he pulls out the Disc of Doom, uh, puts it on, and it plays an unsettling tone, and much of the crowd is entranced. However... Uh, most of the team is fine, except for Spin and Artemisia, who suffer damage when they hear the music. Oh, boy. Rhode Island's number one DJ, yeah. DJ Polly D. At the hottest club in town. At the Coos. Right? At the Coos. <laughs> Wasn't it like attached to a gas station or something? Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> I like to think it was just the mini mart at night just gets converted into a nightclub. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's like shelves yeah. and stuff around. It's, it's, it's just like the uh, mechanics, like garage, just like they open up the garage doors and just have a club there. The bar is just like a, a folding table in front of the bar, the beer fridge. You know, I'm, I'm curious, like, what is Professor Gunderson's thoughts on DJ Polly D, who was so, like, giving of, of the building that he works and lives in? Oh, you know, he didn't give money for that. That was just like a publicity stunt to get uh, enrollment up at the school in the uh, mid 2000s. Got it. Got it. But it happened like shortly after he got there, and he definitely was uh, a harumphing very seriously. But at the time, he was so junior uh, while working at the school that he didn't want to cause too many waves out of fear of not getting tenure. Got it. Okay. He played ball, as it were. Um, so uh, some housekeeping, um, both Artemisia and Spin. Um, you have taken one point of harm and take minus one ongoing 
until you take another point of harm on your rolls. So please keep that in mind um, for any actions that you do. All of you have gone to the coups. You open the door into this karaoke scene. DJ Polly D happens to be DJing on the other side of the room behind a turntable with large speakers. And there is a sea of people in front of you, which is surprising for what the building looked like from outside. The inside is just packed to the gills with people. I mean, we're talking like 50 to 60 people are in here. He uh, probably started some music. You kind of heard this like almost discordant noise, um, at which point all of you had done a act under pressure or a will save. Um, and then I believe Professor Gunderson, uh, you were about to use your air horn, right? To kind of con like counteract the noise. That sounds about right. I think the idea was that we were going to try and get ahead of the problem. And then we showed up and it was like already happening. It was like, oh, crap. Correct. Yeah. And so you see, um, you know, the crowd in here and uh, they're hearing the same noise that you are. And they turn around and they can see you now and you can see them. And there is just like blood coming out of some of their eyes or <clears throat> their ears. They have this look, this almost like caricature of uh, features where they just look twisted and they are probably going to be coming towards you. So we'll go ahead and start with Professor Gunderson and see how his air horn was it? Uh, it was it was essentially an air horn with like it looked like wires coming out of it and like a battery pack. Anti-noise device. It's okay. It's weird science. Yeah, that's the whole point is like it's it's like a cone of silence. OK, it's so, anti-noise. <laughs> go ahead. And I, I would assume that you're going to be rolling weird. Uh, that is a it's over a 10. OK, and it, like I, I guess you would envision it coming out of your air horn, like in a cone like shape outward into the crowd that is now canceling the noise, correct? So it doesn't it doesn't make noise so much as it creates an absence of noise. Yeah, it's anti-noise. So like if you're particles. if you're under if you're in its like cone, like it's deathly silent. Okay. Okay. And and you said what was your role? Uh it was a like a 13 or something. Okay, so yeah, you're you're obviously successful and your contraption does exactly what you say it does. You create the absence of noise uh, in front of you and you see a very interesting um, effect happening. The people that are in the cone of noise absence, they seem to be kind of like shaking off this effect on them and they are becoming more like cognizant. They're aware of their surroundings, but they're, they're uh, maybe a small portion or 50% of this room. So now you have like 25 normal people and 25 ravenous killers and then you guys right at the door and they immediately just start swarming towards you and these people and it is a scene of chaos. And at, on the other side of the room, DJ Polly D uh, is just spinning his turntables. He's he's just continuing to pump music, and you this can just is hear, normal for him. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> I don't think he realizes what's happening. He's just like, oh yeah, everybody's loving it, and then he just keeps playing music while he's like talking out to the crowd. All right, who would like to act first? I have a thing. I can do. So I have a new uh, spooky power called Hex, and I can uh, break something. So I would like to Hex DJ Polly D's rig. Okay, okay. To try to break it. Uh, so it's just, it's basically use, use magic. So all I'm right. doing weird. Okay, all right. So I rolled a nine plus two minus one, so eight. Nine plus two minus one is ten. Oh yeah, sorry. Okay, so you're you have a ten, which is successful. So yes, uh, the target breaks something precious or important. So I would like to break his turntables. So a large scratch emits, and the music stops, and 
you can see he is like perplexed and he is kind of like playing with the various dials, trying to get his music to play and looks incredibly frustrated. And uh, for a moment, the music stops. Who's up next? I'll go. Okay. Um, so during when he was playing, he seemed like he was actively doing it, right? And not affected, right? He was not affected, no. Okay. So I'm going to take my revolver and unload towards DJ Pauly D. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. All right. Uh, so I roll kick some ass, which I'm going to be terrible at. Okay. Um, ah. I rolled... Um, seven minus one, eight. Okay. Oh, no, seven minus one is six. Sorry. Oh, so six is Wait, a failure. Did you get to mark experience, though? Yes. Yes. Yeah, I get to mark yeah. experience, yeah. So you are uh, kind of like overwhelmed with the scene. You're trying to avoid actually hitting the people in front of you and around you. And you shoot off a couple of rounds and they just go into like the wall. One goes into a speaker, but you do not hit <laughs> DJ Poly D. Okay, who else wants to go? All right, I am going to position myself in front of uh, the party a little bit, and I am going to be uh, attempting to fend off any would-be attackers that are going to come our way and maybe knock them unconscious. Instead of, like, harming them or killing them or whatever. Sure. Okay. Now, are you doing, like, uh, a protect someone, kick some ass? Like, what are you... Are you holding your move until something approaches? I think what I would like to do is be proactive, not reactive. So I will kick ass in that I'm just going to start immediately taking out the front line into, like, unconsciousness. All right. 2d6, right? Dude. Eight with a minus one and eight. Um, so I am just using what I learned in my strip mall karate class, taekwondo class or whatever, <laughs> and I am doing uh, a series of uh, punches and kicks, like two punches followed up by a kick. And if you listen closely, you can hear him going one, two, three, one, two, three. It looks very <laughs> rudimentary, but um. <laughs> At the same time, you notice that it sounds like somebody is using an aluminum baseball bat to crack them in the jaw as he is just throwing these punches. And maybe his arms look a kiss bigger. They're like snug in his sleeves a little bit. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. His shirt turned into a crop top. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Skip seeing the 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 way the half the crowd is now come to their senses. Half the crowd looks like they're murderous is going to try and become some sort of barricade between the two groups. Try and, you know, protect the innocent, as it were. Okay, so roll protect someone. That's seven. Okay, so you are partially successful. So you are essentially uh, kind of just interjecting yourself in between multiple people, like throwing back the murderers. You're kind of like pushing away the people that are kind of helpless and and coming to from uh, Professor Gunderson's uh, noise absence machine. And what you realize is even though the music has stopped, there is still this like discordant noise in the background and it is still affecting the people that are not within Professor Gunderson's equipment. There is something more happening, and DJ Polity is looking extremely frustrated and embarrassed. He's like talking to his manager, and he's trying to get people on stage to fix his, fix his equipment because the music has stopped. But whatever else is going on has not stopped. Did he not notice me firing a magnum at him because I'm in the cone of silence? You know, probably with everything <laughs> that's going on. Again, it happens all the time yeah. in his shows. That's real. It's Rhode Island, you know. I mean, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Okay, so at this point, um, the crowd of ravenous beings, they are going to be just charging into both the innocents and also into you guys. So I'm going to have all of you roll act under pressure. Yo. Oh, no. I got an experience point. (laughs) (laughs) I did too. That's, you know, silver point. I got a partial success. Your girl got a I 12. I got a 12. Ooh, oh. got a two. We both got 12s. My yes. girl's got 12s. 
<laughs> okay, for those of you who uh, failed, uh, you are going to be uh, assaulted by uh, ravenous people. You're going to take two points of damage. Uh, of course, that is dependent on whether or not you have armor. For those of you who have partial success, you only take one point of damage. And for those of you who are successful, have successfully fended off uh, some of these assailants. And at this point, you see DJ Poly D. He's kind of like extremely frustrated. He can't get his equipment to come back on. And him and the manager are like being escorted outside by a security detail. And he is leaving the scene. Can I try to shoot him? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The way these okay, so, people trying to do a Mr. President of <laughs> this guy leaving is going to be so funny to me. Um, so I was being assa- like assaulted by one of these people that are affected by the sound still, right? Yes. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to shoot DJ Polly D, but like get my clo- gun close enough to this person's ear to maybe give them tinnitus or like so they can't hear what's going on <laughs> okay. anymore. Okay. So like I'm firing my gun like right next to this person's head to try to like <laughs> deafen them. Um, let's, let's see what I get. I got a nine. Okay. So you're actually partially successful. Um, you're, you not only do you um, kind of jolt the person next to you, uh, making them lose their hearing and, and possibly just kind of knocking the cursed effect on them, um, you also hit DJ Poly D uh, with a magnum <laughs> round. What is the base damage of your gun? Oh, Jesus. I forgot that we do damage. I think it's like um, three damage. Yeah, it's it's, it's three harm. Yeah. Now, when you when you hit DJ Poly D, he like just a, a spray of blood comes out of the back of his shoulder <laughs> as this magnum round hits him in the back. He falls to the ground and like the security detail kind of like jump on top of him, and you can see like you know a couple of big guys kind of like pushing through the crowd towards you. Um, they also look very affected now as this music is still playing in the areas that they're in. And you kind of lose sight of where DJ Polly D is and who is up next. I can go next. I am going to cast another spell on, uh, so I, I have another, uh, ability called Jinx. Uh, so it's just kind of on another, another spell with various effects. So I roll first and then we'll see what I get. Uh, I missed. So is there a negative effect to your jinx? Yes, you- there is. <laughs> <laughs> on a miss, the keeper holds two over you. Yay. Okay. So I'll hold on to that for right now. Oh, um, boy. Can I just uh, like move behind Spin? Yeah. <laughs> spin, skip, Professor yeah. Gunderson. It, there is just madness in and around you. You realize, even though the music <clears throat> is no longer coming out of the speaker system that is present on stage at the end, the noise is coming from somewhere else and, and you can't put your finger on it. But you do see alternate speaker systems that might be a part of the club itself and not a part of the setup that DJ Poly D was utilizing. And you realize that DJ Poly D might not even be involved in what's happening. Maybe he was just DJing here and, you know, his music was not what was actively affecting everybody. It was coming from a different sound source. Fred, I would like to act under pressure. I was going to shoot. I was going to do something else, but... I would like to kind of maneuver the air horn and try and discern if I can tell the origin of where the sound is coming from. Okay. Kind of just use, using it like a like a radar, I guess. Sure. In a sure. way. Or sonar, technically, but it's it's weird <laughs> how it works. Or doesn't work. <laughs> I wanted I was gonna try and go for an experience point, but I feel like I should probably help. Yes, please. Uh well, so the good news is that I still got my experience. <laughs> oh, oh my god! Wow. What have we done? This it was a, I got a six. Okay, with my plus two. <laughs> so unfortunately, you have failed. And although you are moving your air horn in an erratic motion, trying to localize the sound, you're unable to find out where it's coming from. Um, you deduce that it is probably coming from everywhere. You have no idea and, and are unable to find the source of this sound. Spin or skip? 
All right, I, I'm trapped between, well, I was trapped between the hypnotized people and the not hypnotized people, but as the doctor has begun moving the focus of the air horn around, <laughs> <laughs> the people around me have been shifting between their hypnotized states and not. Yes. So I'm going to try and put my focus more into stopping whatever's causing this. You said we kind of got the idea that it might be coming from the speakers. Yes, I. you have to assume that the noise source is something other than the stage speakers. But this is a karaoke bar, so there are probably standard speakers within this bar. I reach to my back. I've got a, a bundle wrapped in a tarp, and as he pulls something out, you see he has a giant broadsword in his okay. hands, like like Cloud Crazy. from Final Fantasy VII. Nice. <laughs> just like a big razor blade. Just, like. just Yeah, a huge... <laughs> And he's going to take a swing at the closest set of speakers. Okay. Um, I would say... That would be kick some ass. So go ahead and roll kick some ass. That's a 10. Okay, so you are definitely successful. The ridiculously large broadsword that comes out of the tarp that covered it swings high up towards a corner wall and a speaker is cut in half. Um, as the sparks fly out of this electronic item, um, you can see that the people within close vicinity to you have stopped like foaming at the mouth and, and frantically clawing at each other. So although it hasn't fully um, stopped the sound from coming out of the system, you have isolated that these speakers in the bar, something is playing this CD and you have stopped one of those speakers. All right, I turn around, look to the rest of the group, and hope they can hear me. I'm not getting hit by the, the cone of silence as I yell, <laughs> aim for the speakers. Nice. Okay. So listen, I hear this, aim for the speakers, and I realize, you know, hey, I do karaoke at this bar all the time, even when DJ Polly D is not here and has his own speaker set up. So uh, and a, a big exclamation point pops over my head because I've had an idea. And I seek out where the karaoke microphone thing is, like where they where they put in like the sound rooms and stuff for all that. And I'm going to go take take that over, see what's playing. OK, so I would suggest like an act under pressure role. You are recalling information from previous karaoke nights and then you're going to jet to that area, like where the CD player and microphone kiosk setup is gotcha oh a seven Ooh. <laughs> 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 i forget those minus ones are scaring me because i was like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you are partially successful and you are able to recall where you have sung karaoke songs there is like this extremely large gaudy karaoke machine that has like a, a tray that contains multiple cds and you eject the cd tray and you find the black disc but unfortunately that does not stop the music the music or the sound is still playing people are still being ravenous you have to figure out how to break the curse on this cd to do a banishment spell. <laughs> I think, and everybody has acted in this turn now, so <laughs> yeah. once again, everybody act under pressure as you are flinging bodies yeah. off of you. Eleven. Nine. Seven. Eight. It's like the dice minus one for me, and I'm I'm, I'm sweating. I'm sweating in my black crack. <laughs> I, I got a thirteen. Okay, so... Everybody who failed, two points. Everybody who was partial, one point. Everybody who was successful, no damage whatsoever. Partial is uh, seven to nine, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. Good. And then if I have armor and don't take the one damage, do I still take the minus one on going? Uh, I would say you took damage, even though you negated it with your armor. So the minus one on going is negated now. It is done. Gotcha. So DJ Polity is being lifted off the ground by his manager. There's a couple of large, just like... What's his manager's name? Uh, uh, DJ Polity manager. Frank. Larry Rudolph. Oh, God. <laughs> Larry? That's better than anything Larry. we could have goofed on. Yeah. So uh, 
you you hear over the noise, DJ's like, uh, DJ, Polly D's like, my hair, did it, did it mess up my hair? And, and Larry's like, no, no, your hair didn't move an inch, don't worry. He's like, man, you don't come here on Sunday with a big banana and expect everything to be peaches, but what <laughs> happened? And uh, he, he is being escorted out by uh, everybody, and you are left with this room. You have located the disc. You know that you need to uh, do probably some kind of use magic to destroy this curse. I got it up over my head. F- Fred, quick questioning, because uh, I missed it the first time. Larry's last name was what? R- Rudolph? Rudolph. Thank you. Got it. Thank you. <laughs> I think last episode I did some research on banishment spells. Yes. Right? Yes. Great. Okay. Can I act? Yes. Mm. Are you gonna shoot Polly D again? <laughs> There's history. There's history. Right? There's something going on there. I feel like Deandra and DJ Polly <laughs> D. This is a jilted know, Something might have happened. So the 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 gargoyle man said to get the speakers. I'm going to activate contrary when you when you seek out the honest advice of someone for best course of action and then do something else instead. <laughs> mark experience. If you do the exact opposite of their advice, you get a plus one ongoing for any moves that you make pursuing that course. Okay. So I'm going to flip open my magnum and like load it back up and say, you get the speakers. I'm going after P- DJ Polly Demon and I'm going <laughs> to flick the gun and I'm going to run onto the stage. Yeah, you had to go to California. <laughs> Is this why she had to leave the state? I'm gonna I'm gonna roll act under pressure to run through the crowd and get onto the stage. Okay. Roll act under pressure. Do I get the plus one for doing the exact opposite of what I was told? <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> okay. Beautiful. Hell yeah. Um oh god. <laughs> so god. Uh eleven. Um, th- uh, I got a 13 again. Oh, wow. Thank but God. Because I, pl- I got a plus two that time. Okay, so <laughs> you are able to just navigate through this crowd incredibly well. You hurdle over the turntable, just like vaulting it over just by placing your hand on top of it and just swinging your body over it. And you are kind of not in between the exit and DJ Polly D, but you are like right next to him and the one of the guards is like, it's a hunter. And DJ Polly D turns over and looks at you and goes, Deandra, I knew it. <laughs> and now you can see like his hair hasn't moved at all, but you can start to see these like features on him and you recognize him for who he is. He is DJ Polly Demon. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> he, sold, he sold his soul to the devil and got Ooh. rich. Yes. You know, I wanted my notes just to be all about how Deandre just keeps shooting at him despite everything that's going on, and I guess I got my wish. Yeah. Okay, so Deandre okay. has gone. The okay. four of you, yes. Here, so here's the deal. I have the disc. I'm holding it above my head. I'm going to, uh, without thinking, grab the mic, kick it on. So you hear like the over the speakers. And then I'm going to be like, hey, I found the disc thing. You should do something to it because I don't know what. And as I'm speaking, I'm going to speak through the same speakers and uh, see if that unintentionally dampens their effect for a bit to help everybody else out. While I'm speaking over the droning noise. Uh, is it a protect someone, manipulate someone? What are you going to do? Let's do a protect someone since I am trying to inadvertently protect the crowd of people and call attention to the disc that I'm holding up. OK, so not only are you going to call attention to the disc, but you realize now to help these people, you are going to have to sing a karaoke song to overpower the noise to help these people. So, roll protect someone. Here we go. Oh, I get a plus one of these and 11. Okay. Wait, plus 13. Plus 13. So, 13. You are greatly <laughs> successful. What song does Spin sing to help this crowd? The electric slide. Oh, okay, if Spin is singing a song. The electric on- slide. What? <laughs> 
the electric slide. You can't really sing the electric slide. <laughs> you can feel it. It's electric. Oh, that attitude. You can't, Josh. You, you can feel it. It's electric. Hold on. I have a thing ready for this just in case my spin karaoke song shit. He is going to sing uh, Be All Right by Ariana Grande. Okay. I don't know that song, but it's a very good song. Can you sing it for us? The problem is. Can you say the lyrics in like a certain like manner that makes it sound like it's just in the rhythm of in the, the music. rhythm of the song? It's just like, yeah. I mean, here's the problem. Ariana Grande sings like she got peanut butter in her mouth. So it's kind of <laughs> yeah. hard to like know the lyrics. And I love, I love Ariana Grande. Um, two things happen. One, I'm holding up the disc and I'm doing this. Two, you realize that uh, Spin uh, uncomfortably has a very, very good singing voice out of nowhere. Okay. He did roll well, so it's canonical. It's oh, yeah. yeah. Like, you're kind of like, when did he learn that? Because we've, we've heard him, like, singing to himself in the corner of the lab here and there. And yeah. Like- <laughs> it's been, like, really whispery, and you're kind of like, what the fuck is it? But he's been doing the vocal stems, not the actual song. Because he's used to singing backup for Chad, but Chad's not up here with him, so he defaults to this shower song, which is "Be All Right." All right, all right. Is this uh, is this regular magic or big magic? Uh, I think banishment is regular magic. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna do that. The disc is in the air. Like spin, just don't care. Right, hold on. Since your jinx spell went awry, mm-hmm, I am mm-hmm, going to mm-hmm. utilize one of those holds now. And you said okay. like a minus one was one of the options. Yeah, you can. Uh, yeah, give somebody minus one or plus yeah, one. Yeah, so I will give you a minus one to this roll. Okay. Alrighty. Artemisia's a little shake it up. She thought she was doing really good. Things aren't going great tonight. <laughs> You're thrown off by how good the singing is. Uh oh, that doesn't look okay. good. No, it's actually it's not too terrible. Uh, sorry, let me do math. Because which I'm bad at eight. Plus two, so ten, minus one, so it's a nine. Okay. So it works, but there's a glitch. Yes. And the glitch, um, let's see here. So the glitch is going to draw immediate unwelcome attention. And so you okay. utilize your uh, magic prowess to break the curse. The black disc just snaps. The music or the sound stops. And you start to see people kind of like come out of this trance that they were in that they were just rabidly fighting everybody but now you start to see like the shadows of the corners of the room start to coalesce and these large shadow creatures are coming out and people are just being snatched up and like pulled and slammed into like the walls and are being flung across the room and they are slowly coming towards you and now you have this uh, unfortunate issue to deal with Gunderson, skip. All right, seeing these uh, shadow creatures coming up out of the ground or wherever they're coming from the walls, I'm going to do my best to protect the crowd again from these attacking creatures. Uh, 14. Okay, so you swing your broadsword at these shadow creatures, and as you do so, these, like, Forms are just kind of like dispersing into wisps of shadow um, as your broadsword kind of cleaves left and right. But it definitely seems like they are not being banished by your uh, attack. There probably needs to be something more done, probably more in the weird or magic nature against these creatures. And that's where I come in. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Professor Gunderson, I don't think you've gone yet. I have not. But this is an excellent opportunity for me to do some weird science. Uh, yeah. So, on the uh, on the the little like pack that's on the side of his air horn, uh, Professor Gunderson's going to press a series of buttons in a very specific manner, and he's going to lob it out at these creatures. Is it so? Is Polly D still around? Yes. Okay, he's lobbing it at Polly D. And he will he will look him dead in the face and be like, Aldel Vecchio, Junior, you are a front to science. <laughs> and this is going to be a weird grenade, if you will. <laughs> weird grenade. Uh, so I'm going to roll for that. 
Fred, what does it mean when my dice have two sixes on them? Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's a good thing. So what is your total? Uh, it's 14. Okay, so then you uh, get to uh, choose an extra effect. I want him to be extra banished. Wait, so you're you're utilizing like weird magic to create like a banishment. So the way or? I the way I envision this, this thing was meant to create like anti noise, and and there's nothing more noisy than reality television. <laughs> Just think about social discourse between 2009 and 2012. Am I right? Right, so, right, right, right. right. Uh, the, that's the science part. The weird part is the the device itself, of course. Okay. And so, uh, I mean, I could just say that I am doing something that is beyond human limitations and that I am immune to celebrity. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the uh, ultimate protection spell. So you dismantle this battery pack that you had created for your air horn and you tinker with it. You throw it at Poly D and you make your statement and it just implodes and you can see that there is like this almost like a flashbang that comes out in a large circular pattern and then it like just sucks back into itself it kind of like implodes and as it does so these shadow creatures are pulled in with it and dj Polly d looks over at deandra and goes you need to stop stalking me what has been, has been. I've moved on and you need to move on as well. And he goes, but you know I won't be gone forever. I'll be back. And whew, DJ Polly D and the spirit creatures, they're all gone. And it is quiet in this karaoke room other than the 40 to 50 disoriented moaning and crying and groaning people who have blood coming out of different <laughs> orifices. <laughs> One dude try to eat another guy. <laughs> yeah. But what's interesting to you, Deandra, is that there was you feel like this disc and DJ Polly D, they were not um, connected. It was just like a weird circumstance. You don't feel like he would have left like that if he had placed that disc in here. There was something else going on. Just you running into DJ Polly D, that was pure coincidence. I mean, maybe you were hunting him down and, and you were able to track him here, but something more was going on in the background that you have to look into. Okay. So, what are the five of you doing? I finished my song. <laughs> Is there a phone? There are multiple. I think everybody has a phone. Uh, no, I mean, like, I'll, I'll go over to the gas station and I'll just call the cops. <laughs> okay. You do so. I'm gonna, like, stumble to my feet. Like, all my, like, frills and lace are all torn up and I'm kind of, kind of, like, stumble over to spin and be like, the government wants to harvest my brain. Oh, God. They're coming. Maybe? And then like her face kind of like twitches a little bit and then she's just like, so now what? I'm gonna duck out the back because I just shot a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, what's it? Habeas corpus, baby. Yeah. Where's the body? Where, yeah. Where's the body? <laughs> as, as Spin has finished singing, Skip is just standing among the crowd, slow clapping his big stone hands <laughs> <laughs> for the performance. Oh yeah, I'm gonna point like, hey, you the point, uh, and um, Gunderson probably is on the phone and does not notice, but Spin is like full, like inflated size, and then is like slowly deflating back to regular size. Interesting, interesting. Power karaoke, buddy. Do you always do that? Do what? Uh, you never mind. Yeah, I come here all the time for karaoke. It's a great time. Okay. Um, mm -hmm. So, Deandra, as you duck out the back door, you actually mm -hmm. slam into somebody and you knock this person into the ground. And before you God. is DJ Polydee's manager, Larry. And he's like, <laughs> God damn it. Do you know how long it takes me to summon him back? You know this isn't going to be the end of him. 
Now there can be another body. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, so I'm gonna say like, yeah, but it's your end, and I'm gonna point my gun at his head and fire. Roll kick some ass. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, eight, minus one is seven. Okay, you are partially successful. Good the sound of a gunshot rings out over skip or over spins song. <laughs> yeah, he's summoning demons. I mean, come on. And true, your your magnum just inches from this uh, manager's head. You shoot point blank. The the round just erupts into his front skull, and he just drops to the ground like a sack of potatoes. How does that make you feel? What do you say? Well, he was summoning demons, so I was expect that he's uh, he's a bad guy. <laughs> um. I, yeah, so I'll be like, um, I, I'll just, I'll slowly, I'll slowly back into the shadows and vanish into the night. Okay. <laughs> so the five of you head back to the DJ Poly D Center for the Sciences, and you reconvene in Professor Gunderson's office. Um, Deandra, something just isn't sitting right, and you go back over to your wall where you have the mm. red yarn. The, the thumbtacks, the clippings, and you pour over everything. And you start to pull out some magazines, and they are just like Science Now magazines that Professor Gunderson has okay. and from like the local college and the area around you. And you're flipping through it, and you realize there was something more to what just happened in this disc. This disc was being utilized to bring something into the world. And you're not okay. sure if it has achieved that or is trying to do that, but you might have stopped it. But DJ Polly D was not the demon who was doing this. He was just there to play a gig and it just happened that you ran into him and Gunnarsson was able to banish him. But you know one fact that demons can't really be stopped. They are banished back to the veil, the other side, and they eventually mm -hmm. always come back. So you can just temporarily bring them back. And right, but I, but I, but I stopped somebody who would have actively seeked out to summon him. Absolutely, him specifically, yeah. yes. Okay. But yeah, you realize that this disc and what that was summoning was completely independent of Larry and okay. Polly D and that just doesn't okay. sit right with you that's something you're going to probably want to explore in the future as well okay yeah. now Skip for you it seems like this is kind of like the end of the mystery for you you were put on task on the campus and the Veiled Society asked you to look into these recent incidents now although this isolated incident you were able to help resolve with these hunters you know that there are going to be probably future support that is going to be needed and you feel like your story hasn't ended here uh, but for tonight it has do you have any parting words for these hunters that you kind of just stumbled into you all did well tonight i can see that this campus is under good, good eyes for now. And he reaches into his fanny pack and pulls out a little memo pad, tears off a page and hands it to, to spin, saying, here's my Gmail account. Says, <laughs> when you're done with school, if you'd like further employment, contact me. Oh, cool. I all shot. Sweet, and an like internship. Kick the ground a little bit. And then I like inflate a little bit again. <laughs> spin, for you, What what else is going on with you? after all that has happened. Ooh, spin. Well, you know, he listen, he has having a great time. A lot of compliments this time around. Um, a lot of blushing. Very much looking forward to continuing to whatever's next. These new powers, the the inflating of your powers, you know, is this something that's new to you and is it exciting or is it kind of scary? Um, both in so much that Spin doesn't necessarily notice that he gets bigger at all, because it's not necessarily that he's going into Hulk size, right? It's just he goes from being really ropey to very, like, personal trainer. Like, if you have, like, a before and after of, like, the lanky nerd kid who decided that instead of 
Magic the Gathering anymore. He was going to work out. But to that same level of intensity. So he gets like very much bigger and toned. The part that's more confusing was that he uh, in connecting blows, uh, it was making a, a, a different noise than usual. Yes. He was like, that's weird, but OK. <laughs> you said it was like an aluminum bat hitting something. Is that correct? Yeah, aluminum bat hitting flesh. If you've not heard what that sound is, don't look it up. I oh, know what it is. Very okay. <laughs> Professor Gunderson, how about yourself? You personally banished DJ Pauly D, who you probably hate as the Rhode Island uh, kind of like, you know, star citizen resident of Rhode Island. Oh, you know, you know that Professor Gunderson's maybe a little vindictive, maybe a little bitter, holds grudges, and he decides to do something that uh, he wanted to do a long time ago. So he goes back to his lab, he gets a crowbar, and uh, goes to the front of the building where they have a brass plaque that says DJ Pauly D Center for the Sciences. And it's got a picture of DJ Pauly D with like a, a headset on. He's like holding one hand to his ear and uh, he just pries it off with the crowbar, brings it back to the lab, brings it over to the nuggies and says, I want this destroyed. <laughs> it's a symbolic gesture, but it's one of those things where, you know, how could he be a man of science when <laughs> <laughs> this building is a farce. That is fair. <laughs> a That's shrine real. to a demon. And then we find ourselves with Artemisia. So talk to me about your spooky character. Um, you have, I guess they're like hooks or detriments. There's like things that happen to you yeah. right, as you use your powers. So Tinfoil talk halftime. to me about your tags. So I, my tags are poor impulse control, hallucinations, and paranoia. So, you know, we kind of we, we kind of take a ride back to the lab together and, uh, you know, kind of a debriefing in the lab and Artemisia is kind of like pacing. And then she just kind of starts screaming at the nuggies, like, stop smelling my thoughts <laughs> and storms out. And that is the last that uh, any of you see for her for a day or two. Uh, she is also very hurt so she kind of like spends that time like holed up in her room uh bandaging herself up and uh reading more magic books but then also like occasionally like screaming things out the window at people and just huge huge clouds of vaseline scented vape that (laughs) that get to a point where somebody actually pulls the fire alarm on the dorm building and she like throws an empty bottle of wine at that person, and uh, and yeah. So you, you guys don't see her for a few days, but you definitely hear her. Got it. Okay, I have a question: Is Artemisia's HP slash well being directly tied to the amount of fabric attached to the garment? <laughs> I don't have armor, but I'm really thinking that I should after this adventure and that yeah, I should come up with like a I should make like a battle corset or something. Nice. Yeah, because I'm just imagining yeah. like while you're he- like healing up to you is just like attaching more fabric. to <laughs> the, <Yeah. garment. laughs> the bandages get like lost in all the lace. <laughs> yeah, there's more and more yeah. lace and tool. Just yeah. Everyone else knows not to shower at the same time as her because it is disastrous. Yeah, it's, it's a really bad time. <laughs> now, do you consider your like eclectic vape collection or your specific vape right now as like a key item to you or like a comfort item? Or is there something else? Is it a magic book? Um, is it a necklace that you keep on you? Probably her combat boots would be her yeah yeah which i assume you're gonna take away from me now well in in your (laughs) most recent tirade of screaming at the uh roommates or not roommates but the hall mates that you attend school with uh you come back to your room and you go to place on your combat boots to maybe go out for a walk to get some fresh air and they are gone and now your paranoia is rising somebody has been watching you the government has taken your boots. You know that everyone is out to get you, and they took the most important thing to you. And you might find it soon, you might not. And it is just 
really disconcerting. I will definitely text uh, Deandra and Spin, the government took my boots. I can lend you boots. You get no response. <laughs> Just the government <laughs> took my boots. Yeah, so, probably. The, the scene shifts away and we find ourselves finally and lastly with Skip once again. You have left campus and you're kind of like on top of a, a local building nearby and two uh, agents walk up to you. They're, you know, in dark suits. One of them is carrying a, a pair of combat boots underneath their arm and they look to you and they say, <laughs> okay, Gregarious, let's get your reports on Artemisia. What have you found? And the scene pulls away from them and you see Gregarious and these two men talking. And as the camera pans farther and farther away, you see the sprawling campus of Brown Community College and then the state of Rhode Island and of course the United States. The government, are they watching? You son of a bitch. Son of and a that's bee. where we're going to call it for tonight. Hey, everyone. I just want to say thank you so much for listening to our new Geekly Inc. project, Vanguard of the Veil. If you're interested in learning more about our podcast, follow us on Twitter at Vanguard Veil. If you want to hear more shows like ours, then check out Cthulhu and Friends and Greeting Adventurers, which is a part of the Geekly Inc. network. If you want to follow the people that creates this show, you can follow the keeper, Fred, at I Think I'm Fred. Professor Gunderson is played by Matthew at Matthew M. Morris. Deandra is played by Alex at Happy Puke. Spin is played by Josh at Josketh. Artemisia is played by Steph at Stepho Kingston. And make sure to follow our guest star, Zach, at Zach Mayman. Our show is also edited and produced by Kieran at Mr. K underscore Bennett, and all music and sound effects are courtesy of Epidemic Sounds.